I'm still going to have a professional relationship with him. He might refer patients to me. I might refer patients to him because we don't take Medicare and some, you know, some folk call in, they want to use their Medicare and we'll refer to them. We'll refer to him. We'll refer to other practices. I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, so this week I'm having a dinner with a colleague, a physical therapist that used to work for me. I'm not even going to mention his name because I didn't ask him his permission to be shouted out here on this episode, but physical therapist that used to work for me and he left my practice and went and started his own mobile concierge practice in New York City. Now, they accept Medicare Part B. We don't accept Medicare. So arguably you could say it's not a competitor, but I'm having dinner with him. I think, is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow evening. And um, the reason I thought of this is because previously I was uh, accused of taking previous patients or clients or competition issues from a previous employer. And I was thinking of this type of a therapist, you know, everything was great working with us. And he gave me heads up and noticed that he was going to be leaving and starting his practice in mostly Manhattan and kind of like the surrounding area, but mostly in New York City and New York, New York. Anyway, the reason I was uh, putting out this episode is because probably a lot of practice owners out there that have some of these challenges. I think maybe it could be more so with mobile home visits where therapist leaves and maybe take some of your current patients. Maybe you have them or had them sign some non-compete or a non-solicitation, non-compete, a little bit more challenging to enforce, but a non-solicit agreement. And I think those are also challenging or maybe even impossible to enforce. And I was thinking like, everything's been great in terms of the relationship with this therapist. So he reached out and was like, Hey, let's, let's catch up. Let's grab some drinks some dinner whatever. And, um, I was thinking like with competition, if he were to have, and, and he probably, he might have, but I don't know if he did and, and if he did whatever, and if he didn't great, like if he did take some patients or not, we've even had some of his previous patients and the family members that he has evaluated and treated for us through our practice some of those patients would reach back out to us and they would ask like, is so-and-so or whether it's this therapist or other therapists, is so-and-so still working with you? We want to have a new evaluation. We want to reactivate. We want to have a new plan of care for themselves or son or daughter or mother, father, or whoever, after a graduation discharge, after a pause of a plan of care. And so they were kind of reactivating themselves. They would reach out to us. They would reach out to our main business number, website, whatever, email, whatever it might be. They're reaching out to us. And I would say that in terms of competition and therapists taking your patients or therapists that leave your practice and then you're afraid that they're going to take some of your patients with them, did you ever, like, were they ever really your patients? Were they ever really your clients and customers? And we, you think about like the stickiness of patients, the stickiness of consumers, the stickiness of, of clients and patients. Those patients and clients, I think, really like have their own free will and their own volition to like go wherever they want. They could go to some other physical therapy practice. They could go to brick and mortar. If they were seeing you through mobile or concierge home visits, they maybe were seeing you at your brick and mortar office. And now they found a practice like ours that does convenient home visits. And maybe they want to try that. And it's like, I understand there's a 
it depends on the gray area or how direct the therapist might have been. If a therapist is leaving you or has left your practice, of course, you're probably wary of some of those patients or clients going with that therapist. But think about if they do, if some, I don't know, if it's one or two patients, if it's 10 or 20% of the therapist patients that go with that therapist and leave your practice, was the patient experience so profound and amazing at your practice that it was that easy for those patients to go with that therapist? And I know, I know in physical therapy and what we do and what we offer, there's the front desk staff, there's the billing components, there's all these other components. And obviously the therapeutic alliance, the relationship between the therapist and the patient is huge. It's um, it's why some of these patients might actually leave your practice and go follow that therapist. And that therapist might be going and opening up a brick and mortar office nearby. Tony Maritato has mentioned this a bunch of times. He's had therapists leave him. And I think he even said a story where a therapist opened up like a mile or so away these things happen, or maybe they leave your practice, your brick and mortar, and they're going to open up, they're going to do home visits or whatever. Nonetheless, my point of this is these things might happen. And in fact, the therapist that I'm having dinner with tomorrow, he's a mensch, he's really, he's awesome. And he probably didn't take any of my patients or clients. But if he did, I won't really know about it. And even if he did, we're still going to grab drinks and have dinner. Because I used to be maybe a little bit more of a scarcity mindset and I'm trying to be an abundant mindset, meaning I'm still going to have a professional relationship with him. He might refer patients to me. I might refer patients to him because we don't take Medicare and some, you know, some folk call in and they want to use their Medicare and we'll refer to them. We'll refer to him. We'll refer to other practices. But if some of our patients or clients leave us and go with him, what was our value? What was my value other than the front end of maybe marketing or our physician relationships and, and our network of referral partners, or it was from our Google ads that we're running, which I'm spending money on. But if they leave that easily, then all of the things that I think I do or offer in terms of like patient communication, onboarding, the paperwork, the billing, being clear and concise about cost per visit and expectations and insurance or private pay or whatever, and and documenting all those things and being responsive like later at night or the weekends, like whatever my practice does, that secret sauce stuff that I've talked about other times, that is what wows other patients to stay with us and not go and leave to some other therapist that might leave us. Now, obviously, like COVID changed everyone's practice. And I had a ton of different therapists before COVID. And then during and then after COVID, I mean, it's like a totally different team. It's like a totally different group of therapists. It's incredible. And so therapists come and go and some want to, you know, venture out on their own. Some don't, some move away, some move, they leave, but they're still nearby. So they're a little bit more of your competitor, regardless if you're a couple years into your practice and you're just hiring, or if you're looking to exit and sell and you are wary about some of your key employees your key man, your key team members, key therapist. Obviously, that can hurt your practice if someone who's been there for five or 10 or 15 or 20 years leaves your practice. Yes, that certainly could be detrimental for you growing and maintaining your practice or exiting and selling. So that's a whole other topic of maybe you want to consider having them buy in and buying some equity or something. But going back to competition, this is a free market, the free market system, open market. So if that therapist leaves us and takes some of our patients, like maybe we weren't as great as I thought we were. Maybe we're not as great as we 
suggested that we were upfront with communicating the patient experience, with onboarding the patient, with managing expectations, with being speedy in our communication. And if they took all the value, like if the patient kind of thought or considered at that point, this therapist has most of the value of this whole dynamic and Dave Kittle or, and his practice is kind of just like, I don't know, the marketing front end and then like the billing back end, but like is not really providing any real value during the plan of care or after the plan of care or into the future, then yeah, of course the consumers are going to go with, you know, this or that therapist that goes and opens up their own shingle or goes and opens up their own practice or does their own thing outside of your practice. So it's really a reminder for myself And maybe it's a good reminder for you that if you're worried about local competition, if you're worried about therapists stealing your patients, stealing your leads, your relationships, whatever, then your relationships weren't even that great, right? And so that's a reminder for me. Maybe it's a good reminder for you. And that's all I wanted to say about therapists taking your patients, taking your clients, all that. And maybe it's a reminder, like maybe you need to have a either automated way or you outsource it or whatever to be sending emails from you, the owner, or emails from the practice manager or someone at your team, the front desk person, whatever, you could automate it, whatever. Sending emails to your patients about like, and I need to even do this, like email to patients for like birthdays or holidays or celebrations or sending them handwritten thank you notes or just a little surprise, a little a little thing, you know, a note about or a call or, or a text or some something asking about what they care about, which is like their son or daughter graduating high school or going off to college or their son or daughter or some family member got married or asking the patient or client about their cat or dog by name. I mean, these little hacks are what keep your patients in your orbit, in your environment, in your practice, and less likely for the therapist to be able to poach or solicit or take or steal your patients or clients because if it's that easy, then what were you really offering other than a convenient brick and mortar practice to park in and have therapy or whatever? Consider your relationship, the value of your relationships, what patients get out of the whole therapeutic experience other than just they have a certain therapist. And are those patients or clients, are they referring their friends or family to your practice to be evaluated by Dr. Tom? Or are they referring to total therapy solutions, like the practice name? Are they are they referring friends or colleagues to the practice name, your whole practice with your multiple therapists or whatever? Or are they referring only to that one therapist? That's another, like, that's great that you have a, a therapist that gets results and has great patient rapport and all that, and you get word of mouth from that therapist. But at some point, that therapist, yeah, yeah, they might leave you or you offer them some equity or they buy in some equity into your practice because you can see that they're, the type of person that is demonstrating long-term value, you don't want to lose them. So maybe they might want to buy in 5, 10, 20% equity of your practice or something like that. I don't know. But that's what I think about with therapists, stealing patients or clients, local competition, local competitors, taking your patients or clients. And it's a good reminder for me, look inward as opposed to blaming other people. No excuses. Catch you next time here on the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N 
C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com, or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884. 